Hello again, ladies and gents, and welcome to yet another edition of the Royal Ramble Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Blaine the Brain, but you may have read in the Royal Ramble Facebook group, changes are a-brewing, including with this very show. I'm currently looking for a co-host to join me every weekend, so if you're interested, or if you know of anyone who might be, please send me a PM on Facebook and we'll set up a call. Now then, not as eventful a week as the previous several, as WrestleMania has come and gone, but there is plenty of fallout. It was still a very news-heavy week, and I'll get to all of that, and also my thoughts on some of the programming this week. But first, there was a UFC show last night, wasn't there? That is what's freshest in most people's minds, so I'll get right into it. The lightweights kicked things off, and I mean that quite literally, as Mark Madsen took on Vince Pichel. It took them quite a while to get going, and I would call this more of a strategic fight than an explosive one. Madsen secured a couple of takedowns in the later rounds, and Pichel actually complained to the ref that he was holding him without really doing anything. But as Joe Rogan pointed out, that's basically what you're supposed to do in the top position, while the person defending is supposed to avoid that situation. They did go the distance with Madsen earning the unanimous decision victory. The women had a much more exciting fight in the strawweight division. It was Tisha Torres of Ultimate Fighter fame up next against Mackenzie Dern. This was a very explosive bout from start to finish, and yes, it did go all three rounds as well, but I thought for sure Dern would have finished this fight in the second round as she climbed up Torres' body like a crab and locked in the body scissor while attempting to secure a Kimura, meaning that Torres basically had to support not only her own weight, but also the added weight of her opponent, Dern, who eventually got Torres to the ground. But to Torres's credit, Dern was unable to finish and Torres made it out of the round. That sequence was enough, though, to earn Dern the split decision victory, and I think rightfully so, but I would have called it unanimous. And then, wow. Speaking of explosive, the next fight was just that. It was a welterweight contest between the undefeated Kamzat Shamayev and Gilbert Burns. These guys just lit it up. They traded shots back and forth, they each took and dished out a lot of punishment, and had the scars of war written all over their faces, especially Burns. But they each kept pushing forward, and tried their very best to leave nothing to chance. What a couple of tough guys. Ultimately, I did think Shemaev did a little more damage, which earned him the unanimous decision, and I think he definitely puts himself in the championship conversation with that performance. But then we actually did have a championship fight. It was to determine the undisputed bantamweight champion. Would it be Aljamain Sterling? Would it be Peter Yan? Well, these guys left it all in the cage as well. They had a banger. Personally, I feel like this should have been the way to decide this division's championship from the very start. And I think based on Sterling's reaction to the decision of the last fight they had, he might agree with me. I've never been much a fan of interim champions, but what I don't like even more is when a guy gets a title that didn't win a fight. Now I know Jan delivered an illegal knee and he should have rightfully lost the fight and been stripped of the belt, especially after being warned. However, I don't think Sterling wanted to win that way, nor do I think he should have. And he was really out to prove something last night, and I felt that he did. Sterling dominated at least two back-to-back rounds with takedowns, and then continuously tried for the rear naked choke in both rounds, unsuccessfully, but he did do a lot of damage from the top position. Jan battled back in the championship rounds, and it was him this time that was going for the takedowns, but I think Sterling did slightly more damage in the rounds that he won, and apparently the judges felt the same, and so they rewarded him the belt off a split decision. 
I wouldn't rule out the possibility of a third fight here between these guys, but Jan's post-fight interview didn't make him too popular, as he claimed that he was the rightful winner of the fight. And then it was the main event, which was good, but I think suffered by comparison to the previous two fights, especially Shamaya versus Burns. It was way too tough for any fight to follow. The champion prevailed here as Alexander Volkanovsky scored some big shots in the opening rounds, and then eventually beat Korean Zombie's face bloody, and hit him with a two-punch combo in round four that knocked Zombie out on his feet as Herb Dean stopped the fight immediately after that shot, which looked like it would have floored any normal man. But Chan Sung Jung is anything but normal. He withstood that blow and remained standing after the decision was made. That was the first fight that I recall where the fight was stopped by knockout, but the loser was not knocked off his feet. Pretty impressive and equally tough. So that wraps up another UFC pay-per-view. Now what's popping in the news world? Well, typically at this time of year, we'd expect plenty of releases coming out of the WWE factory. But perhaps there was one big one this week that set things in motion. The WWE has come to terms on the release this past week of Zachary Green, better known to NXT 2.0 fans as Nash Carter, one half of the current NXT Tag Team Champions. This following accusations of domestic abuse made by Green's wife Kimberly Ann, better known to wrestling fans as Kimberly of Impact. Kimberly took to Twitter posting a photo of herself with bruises on her face, but also posted a second photo of Green doing a Nazi salute wearing a Hitler-like mustache. Dave Melter later reported that Green's release was mainly because of the Hitler photo rather than the abuse allegations. There were others that came to Green's defense, including his current girlfriend Gigi Dolan and his tag team partner Wes Lee's wife, who claimed that Kimberly had just been served with divorce papers the previous Monday and this was part of her retaliation. Regardless of anyone's stance, it is a very controversial subject to address, and I think WWE ultimately did make the right call, because even if the allegations turn out to be false, the photo does Green no favors, and the WWE was left with no other choice. Also making the wrestling news this week, again, and once again for all the wrong reasons, is Tammy Sitch, better known to wrestling fans as Sunny, who was allegedly involved in a fatal three-car crash in Ormond Beach, Florida on March 25th. Ormond Beach police reported that Sitch allegedly failed to stop while approaching a light and ended up crashing into a stopped vehicle, which crashed into the vehicle in front of it. The driver of the vehicle hit by Sitch was transported to Halifax Health Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Sitch was taken to the same hospital for medical treatment, but later released. A search warrant was then approved and carried out to obtain a blood sample from Sitch to determine if Sitch was intoxicated at the time of the accident. I just feel like it's one thing after another with this woman, and she needs some serious help. But I'll leave all that negativity behind us and focus on the more positive stuff from this past week. WrestleMania actually wasn't bad. As much as I criticize WWE, they get it right when it counts, and this was one of those times. The only two matches that I thought didn't live up to expectations were Rousey vs. Flair and Roman vs. Brock, which were actually the two matches that most people were most looking forward to heading into the event. What surprised me though were the celebrity matches. I thought they all exceeded expectations. Now, granted my expectations were quite low for all of them, but I thought they all delivered and were very entertaining. I was most impressed with Logan Paul's performance as I thought he was the one that wouldn't be taking this seriously, but he held up his part in the tag match. 
and actually didn't even look like a celebrity playing the role of a wrestler, which was the impression I got in the Knoxville match, but Paul actually seemed like he was a wrestler. And Pat McAfee, wow! There must be a whole locker room of talent that is insanely jealous of the reaction that he got. I always hate the obviously piped-in cheers, but this one was definitely genuine. And he did a fine job in the match too. The first one, that is. I could have definitely lived without the McMahon stuff that followed, especially that painful-to-watch stunner that Vince took. Speaking of stunners, I wasn't expecting the Stone Cold and KO thing to be a match, but given that it was the main event, I suppose I should have expected something more than just a talking segment. It wasn't great, but considering Austin's limitations, I thought he did pretty well, and I was impressed that he at least took a suplex on the concrete floor. Cody Rhodes is back, everybody. It's amazing that someone can go from 0 to 60, or 0 to hero as they say in some circles, within the span of a couple of months. Because we all know wrestling fans are never satisfied. But they certainly were Saturday night. And I would say that trend continued right on into Monday, as Cody knocked it out of the park with his passionate promo to kick off Raw this week. It kind of made me think that he would be Roman's next title program, but based on the events of SmackDown, I'm thinking they may hold off on that match until at least SummerSlam. I just hope they can keep Cody strong until then. AEW fired right back with their show on Wednesday, first with the appearance of apparently their newest signee, who is also Ring of Honor's newest talent, Samoa Joe, who is looking in fine form these days. What I liked about Joe's debut was not only that he was given a strong win right off the bat, but is also immediately placed in a program to stay relevant, which crosses over from Ring of Honor to AEW. It's great to see all of these companies working together. I was not, however, impressed with the in-ring debut of Pete Dunne this week, or Butch as it were, on SmackDown. Firstly, this pairing of him with Holland and Sheamus just seems so random, and he loses his first match to Xavier Woods of all people. But then Gunther had a pretty impressive main roster debut, and I'd actually prefer to see him beating the bejeebers out of all these jobbers initially to showcase his brute force. I don't know though if he actually needs someone like, what is it, Ludwig, as part of the act. There were also some really good matches this week. FTR vs. The Young Bucks was something that was just not of this world. It was great. I thought their first match was better, but this one was really good and I loved that it was in the main event slot. Plus, it occurs to me that they are now 1-1, one one, so I wouldn't mind seeing the rubber match at a pay-per-view. But knowing AEW, we may get it for free instead. AEW also hammered home a great one on Rampage between Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley. Bookers everywhere need to pay strong attention to that match. This is how you get someone over, even in defeat. Yuta bled more than anyone I've ever seen since Mick Foley or Shawn Michaels back in the day. I love the storytelling there, and I think fans really need to appreciate and understand the difference between going over and getting over, but Yuta did just that. Not to be outdone, NXT UK had a great main event this week between Ilya Dragunov and Roderick Strong. I'm no painter, but I'd call it as close to a work of art as you could possibly get. It felt like Da Vinci himself produced that masterpiece. And of course, I cannot end this show without talking about the overall build and card for Impact's Rebellion on the 23rd. It looks amazing, and this company has really had an awesome year when you think about it. Hopefully the pay-per-view lives up to my expectations. I wasn't, however, impressed by the fact that they pretty much aired the whole Multiverse of Matches show in the two-hour time slot of Impact this week. People who paid for the event must have felt pretty ripped off. 
But to end on a positive note, Adam Cole and Christian Cage got things off on the right foot on Dynamite this week with a banger as well. But they're really pushing this championship rampage next week, and having the main title defended in a Texas deathmatch and in Texas is a huge deal. I'm expecting a new champion by this time next week for sure. Speaking of next week, I'm also in the process of setting up a big interview, so stay tuned for that. But we're not done this week, though. Carrying on, I'm going to read out the next submission in this week's personality profile, which comes to us from Jan Boudreau. Favorite band or musician? He says, Iron Maiden, one of the greatest of all time, I must say. Biggest thrill in life, going to China to adopt his daughter, then coming home to find out that his wife was pregnant with twins. <laughs> wow, what an accomplishment there. Person you would most like to meet? Bruce Dickinson, he says. Favorite sport besides wrestling? He says judo. Favorite athlete? Teddy Reiner. Favorite TV show? Cobra Kai. Oh yes, looking forward to season 5 next year. Hobbies? Judo, running, hiking, and camping. Quite an active person you are there, Jan. Favorite fast food? Subway, he says. Favorite video game? God of War. Favorite cartoon characters? Swamp Thing. Talk about a throwback. Favorite actor, The Rock. He must be loving the Young Rock series. Favorite actress, Uma Thurman, he says. Loved her in Pulp Fiction. Favorite food, Chinese food. Secret talent. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this, but he says the Marot Sayoi Neige throw in, in judo. Favorite movie. He says all the Marvel movies tied. Well, that's quite a list there. So that wraps up another week. I'll be back next week, but for now, I will leave you with an A, B, C, yeah.